0: This is Bible Talk with Steve, where we discuss the Bible, theology, and answer your questions. Now, here's our host, Steve Turin.
1: Welcome to another episode of Bible Talk with Steve. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Vinnie Du from the New York church. How are you doing today, Vinny?
0: We're doing good. Nice, be Thank you, Jesus. How are you, brother Steve?
1: Everybody's good, thank God. Uh, Nicky, my brother, just got over COVID. Uh,
0: thank so you, Jesus. Thank
1: God, everybody's okay over there. Uh, I heard your dad had it too, how's he doing?
0: Yes, the whole household had it. Oh, over really? Of the day, the 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 whole family, the kids, the girls. Uh, thank God, it lasted for a few days. But then we had the quarantine. So thank you, Jesus. It's over with. Everyone's oh, negative. God. We're back to life. Thank you. Thank Jesus.
1: God, it's not as uh, as bad as it used to be. And
0: no, no, it's like a it's like a common God. cold today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank thank God. God.
1: Thank God, we don't have that problem. Agreed. Uh. Before we begin, uh, we like to start with a prayer. Uh, Before we start praying, uh, lift up a few people also in prayer. Pray for uh, Kelly, uh, Sparky's daughter. Yes. Pray for uh, Alex Frank.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Big Nick. Uh, Ronnie Legs, he broke his ankle. Pray for him.
0: I reached out to him.
1: And uh, anybody else that may come to mind and pray for the podcast as well.
0: Yes, we'll do. And I have a couple praise reports. Okay, that's uh, great. Yes. We've been praying for a young girl since December. Her name is Madison. Right. She's been in the hospital. And thank you, Jesus. She came home last week. Thank you, Jesus. She's home. She's doing good. She's seen her doctor. Doctor says she's doing great, so we want to give glory for that. Glory to baby God. baby Madison. Also, we prayed for Buffy. Uh, yes. Papa Stevie's wife. She did a, a big surgery for that, a brain surgery. Right, you Jesus, everything was successful, no cancer, she's on the road to recovery. Oh good, so thank God, give, she's been yeah. on my prayer list too. When, um, amen, amen. So we thank the Lord that she's great and uh, we're going to keep continuing to pray for her. So amen. let's uh, let's pray now. Okay. Devla, in the name of Jesus, we bring before you Devla this prayer list. Lord, we know that the power in the name of Jesus, Devla, can do all things. And we know Devla, because your love, your grace and mercy Devla. We're able to come to you, Lord, in prayer. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus for our friend that you bring healing to him. We're praying for that young girl, uh, Kelly, Pastor
1: Sparky,
0: Yes. may she receive a complete healing. The way you did it for John Ashley's and for baby Grace, who healed them of cancer, may she receive her healing as well. And we're yeah. also giving you glory for Madison, for Ann Buffy, yeah. Devla, and everyone else, Devla, that came home and that good, got good results. And Devla, we're praying for tonight's episode, that this podcast will bring you glory, honor, and praise. May you get the glory as we learn the awesome living word of God that gives eternal life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, before
1: we start, we uh, we want to get to know you. We want to know okay. the real Vinnie Do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wanna know him too.
1: <laughs> uh introduce yourself. You're where uh like where you live? You live in New York or where you live?
0: Yes, I live in Staten Island, New York. It's one of the five boroughs. No one knows what Staten Island is.
1: <laughs> Everybody uh, knows the five boroughs because of the godfather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh your Chodazzo. uh Bobbi-Doo. Bobbi-Doo.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, I don't so think that,
1: that needs an introduction.
0: Yeah, I think that's more than enough. Yeah, everybody knows who your
1: dad is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you go to S- Steve Miller's church, I assume?
0: Yes. I uh, attend Pastor Steve's church and I also uh, serve there.
1: Okay, you're a servant there in the church?
0: Yes, sir. Well, right, What do you do there in the church? I am a, a teacher. Uh, one of the teachers, and I'm one of the deacons as well. I was ordained in 2019 as a deacon, which is an honor. And I give God glory for that position and also the position that God put me to teach the Word of God.
1: Amen. How long Amen. have you been serving altogether?
0: I'm 31, and I started to serve when I was 12.
1: Wow. So you've been serving in the church your whole life?
0: Your <laughs> whole life, yeah. The whole the- life. My whole life, my whole childhood, I've been You're serving the Lord. A follow-up question.
1: Just because you you served in church doesn't mean anything. When did you know that you was born again? What was oh, the experience that made you realize
0: That's a great this question. Is real. This is a great question. I didn't realize what it meant to be saved and what Christ truly did for me and what it meant to be a Christian until the year 2008-2009. We had a men's retreat in Staten Island, New York. Uh, no, we had the Staten Island, New York church had a retreat in New Jersey. I don't know if he was there, was you there, Steve?
1: It might've been zero eight zero nine. Yes, 2008. Was probably there, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was 2008. Uh, I believe at that time, I was also baptized in the Holy Spirit. That was also proof to me that I was a believer because we see in the scriptures that whoever is saved, they ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they are baptized. Spirit, so uh, I knew I was born again, uh, 2008, 2009.
1: That's great, because a lot of people can't nail that down. So that yeah. you, that you know that, yeah.
0: that's fantastic. I owe uh, I like like we talked about earlier. I grew up in church my whole life. I was the drummer in the Atlantic City Church and Staten Island Church. Uh, Paul Miller wasn't drumming no more, and he started to sing, and uh, on the choir if we needed help there, so. I began to drum there, and uh, just kind of being a good altar boy, trying to stay out of trouble, uh, just trying to do my job the best. but in 2008, 2009, I accepted the Lord Jesus as my Savior.
1: Well, we've been talking about submitting on the podcast since last week, and uh, I got to ask a question. Okay. Does uh, Pastor Steve's servants usually uh,
0: submit? Are they obedient servants? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope I hope we are I hope we are um, we, try, we try our best to listen to the commands about the pastor but I do want to say this about Pastor Steve Miller whatever we want to do in ministry he does not give us a hard time if whatever we wanted to do, if it came to the podcast, to a Bible study to a certain night of like a revival, we go to the pastor and if he knows it's of the Lord, he gives us the go. His main thing is, uh, if you think you can handle it, do it. And I give God glory for Pastor Steve Miller, because I don't think I could ever be yeah, where yeah, I am today. Your, your work. Amen. No, I don't think good, I could goodness. ever um, I don't think I could ever be where I am today without Pastor Steve's push and his go and little go job, God's work. So right. think, and it's not just me, it's I could speak on the behalf of everyone that serves under Pastor Steve Miller.
1: Amen. Right. So I'm gonna ask a question that brings us around to something. What is the meaning of obedience, of submitting? What do you think is that so important about being obedient? So, as not only to the Lord, but in service in the church, because a lot of people get upset when the pastor tells them what to do. Like you just said, if the pastor says go, the church goes. I'm personally, I'm not going to name names, of course, <laughs> but I've heard people complain of why old Pastors, jaz, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why is it important for us to obey the church
0: leadership? To be it's, in, it's important because we have to do our job. The pastor is the spiritual leader in the church, and as deacons, uh, elders, choir members, or so on uh our pastor the leader and we have to trust and believe that whatever he says is of the lord and um if it's not of the lord then god will show that and god's work will always get done amen but i i believe it's important to be obedient because obedience uh as a servant is required that's what a servant does is to be obedient to listen to the command and to follow the rule, to follow the authority. And if we're not doing that, then we're not serving. We're not serving. And not just talking about the pastor, but talking about God, which is above all things, the word of God.
1: Amen. So last week I read uh, James 4 7 Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Why do you think that, for the most part, It's hard for us to do that part, for us to submit, for us to be obedient to God. What makes that so hard in our lives? Because I'll speak for myself. To do what God says is not always easy. For instance, this podcast, it took me a year, a year and a half before I started it, even though the Lord placed it on my heart to start it. What makes you think, just your opinion, what do you think is the reason we resist so hard God's will?
0: Uh, I can give my opinion, but then we can go to the scripture that's way better. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go to James four seven, and to give a, a quick answer, but then we're going to read the scripture and get a little bit more in depth to answer your question. Why is it so hard to grasp James chapter four verse seven? Which, if the person listening don't know what we're talking about, I'll just read that verse, and then we're going to yes. go over it. That verse says this. Uh, I'm reading the NLT. So humble yourselves before God and submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So why is it so hard to submit to, 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 to submit to be humble before God? And this is the quick answer. That's the sin within us and pride. That's why it's so hard for us to submit to God. It's because the sin within us, meaning our flesh, pride not having humbleness and that all it's all put together when we read the chapter four verse one through ten do you mind if i can read it steve go ahead okay james chapter four we're starting at verse one and we're going to go through ten what is causing the the, the quarrels and fights among you don't they come from the evil desires at war within you So already we see that James is telling the Christian that evilness is at war in you. Why? Because we're born of man, we're born of flesh. Let's go on. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you don't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. You don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. So strong, the, strong, strong, word. strong words, and they're true, because our flesh is a part of this world. Why? Where would was will what is man made of? from the earth. God created us from the earth. So we're from here. We want to be a part of it. The world is against God. The world is evil. The world is is totally hostile to God, meaning, meaning his enemy. And if you want to be a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. Let's go on. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he placed within you should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. Thank you, Jesus. This is a key coming up now. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your heart for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor." So Steve, uh, the scripture that these people were battling with sin within them and they had pride. So James, the leader of the church Penelope, humble yourself before God and let that sin that's in you, whatever it brought you, let it bring you uh, sorrow. And let it bring you tears. Whatever brought you laughter of sin, let it bring you, uh, uh, like, how can I explain? That brings sadness, it brings sorrow. What you thought was joy, che, good fun, let it bring joy, che, terrible, che, lonesome, che, depressing, that was. So, why is it so hard to grasp grasp this scripture? Why is it so hard for us to follow it? It's the sin within us and pride. Pride. The scripture says, humble yourself. And let God cleanse you. Let God cleanse you.
1: Better explanation than I could have hoped
0: for. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Praise the Lord. So that's uh, that's what we get out of the the ten verses out of the first ten verses of James four.
1: So that brings up another question: What does biblical obedience look like in a believer?
0: That's that's great. Well, I want to say this. Uh, I have a few notes here. I, I hope you don't mind me to go over no. them. No, go for it. This is
1: Bible talk with Steve.
0: <laughs> so, Sorry. before we get to what what it looks, what what does obedience look like? I wanted to share a little bit on the importance of obedience, and one of the proofs one one of the proofs of our salvation is obedience. Very good. Ready? Obedience is the proof of our salvation. Listen to what it says here. John 8, 51. This is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. What do you mean never die? That's eternal life. Jesus said those who obey my word will never die. Uh, 1 John 2, 3, and 6. This is unbelievable. And we can be sure that we know him If we obey his commandments, what does that mean? That's proof. And we can be sure the insurance. This is the insurance. This is the proof that we know God, that we're in God, that we're saved, that we're born again. uh, That if we obey his commandments, if someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show Uh, how completely they love Him. That is how we know we are living in Him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. So, obedience is the proof of our salvation. There has to be evidence to everything. And one of the evidences of us being saved, having eternal life, is obeying the words of Christ. Now, here's another uh, thing what obedience is. Obedience is the proof of our love for Jesus. How do we prove we love Jesus? Simple. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commandments. Obey my commandments if you love me. Uh, look what the Fire Bible says, commentary on this. True love for God cannot be separated from obedience. Wow. When you have true love for God, for Christ, for the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, God, it cannot be separated from obedience. It can be, well, this person loves Jesus, but he doesn't obey. Uh, well, he still loves him. No, it's, it is, the, the commentary says it's impossible for a person not to love Jesus and have uh, obedience. The person that truly loves God and his word will obey him. Listen to this. This is a reading from the commentary. If we truly, if we are truly devoted to Christ, we will take action and live by what he says in his word. Simple. Those who are truly devoted to Christ will listen to his word. So uh, John 14, 21 says this, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. Jesus says, so if the question is this, how do we know who loves Jesus? Jesus said it here, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them. And I will reveal myself to each of them. Jesus said, Those who obey me love me. And they will, my Father will love them. And I will love them. And I will reveal myself, manifest myself. And what about manifest means made real? A lot of, maybe someone watching tonight is saying, I don't feel Jesus is real in my life. How come when I pray, it feels like I'm praying to the ceiling or it's going to the wall? How come I don't hear God's voice? How come when I read the Bible, I don't get anything? Well, are you obeying Christ's commands? Because Jesus said, those who obey my commandments, I will reveal myself to him or her. Everyone thinks that the word of God, the scriptures, is only available to people that's uh, of high authority in the church. This Bible was made for whoever believes. Amen. This Bible was made for the sinner so that the sinner may read it and receive eternal life. So if you're watching now, get into the word and obey his commandments and Jesus will make himself real to you. Amen. Uh, so to go with your other question you asked earlier. Steve. What does obedience and humility look like in a person? And the greatest model of obedience and humility is Jesus. If we if we want to, if I tell you Steve, I want to make the most luxurious car in the world, you're gonna say, all right, well let's look at Bentley and Rolls-Royce. We want to, and then we want to make sure that someone copy because different. those are the top of the line. Right,
1: you want the most um, luxurious
0: car, you got to copy those. Yes, got to copy those. If I want to make the most uh, luxurious watch, I'm gonna think of a Rolex, of an AP. If I yeah. want to. Make, if i want to get the greatest steak restaurant i'm going to go to a, a hillstone or to a morton's one of those i want to go to the best well in our life as christians when we want to walk in god in his word we need to go to the person who did it best and that's jesus Very good. so we've been learning like you said you, you've been sharing on what it means to submit and be obedient so if we want to be obedient. We need to go to the person who did it best, and that's Christ. Um, listen to this. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And let us run with endurance the race that God set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who indicates and perfects our faith. Now, another translation says established. So look what the scripture says. became born again you're a christian there's a road before you and how do we follow that road we look at the person who did that road the best so jesus not only established established christianity not only founded christianity he lived it at its best right so jesus said i'm going to make christianity and i'm going to teach you how to live it the best way so look what it says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who imitates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So Paul the Apostle wrote to the uh, Philippians, uh, chapter 2, 3, and 8. And look what it says here. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. We learned about humbleness. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. He said, your attitude has to be Christ-like. The way you think has to be Christ-like. The way you speak has to be Christ-like. The way you look at life needs to be like Christ. And look what he says here. Though he was God, he, not, he did not think equally with God as something to cling to. Meaning, even though Jesus was 100% God, 100% man, Jesus never said, I'm God, I'm going to do what I want. Right. Or I'm God, I'm more powerful than anybody. No, he was humble about it. Right. You get that? Let's go on. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. Another translation says it better. He set aside his divine privileges he took up the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form he humbled himself in obedience to god and died a criminal's death on the cross so jesus showed us the ultimate ultimate sacrifice of being obedient god almighty on his throne uh, heaven. We can Our brains can comprehend heaven, and God's throne, and right. the streets of gold, and the angels, and the worship, and the the emeralds, and the diamonds, and the kingdom that truly belonged to Him, that the the kingdom that He deserves, because He is God Almighty. He came into this world and lived like me and you, Steve, men, normal people, and He was perfect. He was sinless, and He went and died a criminal's death. And he pleased God. So when we're thinking, how can I listen to the pastor? How can I listen to this guy's command? How can I do this? Well, Jesus was humble and he showed us how to be obedient. All right. Jesus showed us how to be obedient and we must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Now, here's another key that I told the boys this once. Let's say, just, just theory, hypothetically. Let's say Jesus was born to a real, real rich family, like a like a kingdom in Jerusalem, the king of Jerusalem, and he was he was pampered and he was a like a prince on earth. That's still humbling because he's God from heaven. Did you get what I said?
1: Right.
0: So now it shows us how more humble that not only a man, but he was born to a peasant family. And, a jungle yeah. photo and he worked uh, a hard job. A comfortable life, but he didn't. Nope. He didn't live the billionaire life. But we see in the Bible, there were billionaire gaget at that time that was around the time of Jesus. Jesus didn't live like that. Jesus lived a humble, beautiful life before the Father that pleased God because he was obedient. Uh 1 John 2, 6 we're gonna read it again. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. And I want to say this. We've been told many years, you'll never be like Jesus. Only Jesus was perfect. Only the only God can do this. Only Jesus. I understand. We'll never be like God. There's no way for us to be like him. But Jesus left us a pattern to follow, to follow him in his footsteps. And the few footsteps he left us was being obedient and being humble. Amen. I hope I answered your question.
1: No, that was fantastic. Glory to God. So there's something that I wanted to talk about as well, something. Sure. First Samuel 15, everybody's heard this scripture, for obedience is better than sacrifice.
0: Fantastic. Uh,
1: I don't really have time to to read the whole scripture, but I'm going to go over it. I'm just going to Gonna glance over it. Could you turn there to us? Could you read it? Uh yeah. Read us uh First Samuel fifteen. And this is what happened once fifteen, start at verse twenty-six through thirty. Okay.
0: 1 samuel 15 26 and 30 and samuel said to saul i will not return with you for you have rejected the word of the lord and the lord has rejected you from being king over israel as samuel turned to go away Saul seized the skirt of his robe and tore it and samuel said to him the lord has torn the kingdom of israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you and also the glory of israel will not lie or have regret, for he is not a man that he should ever regret. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel and return with me that I may bow before the Lord your God.
1: Now read, uh, skip down to verse
0: 35. Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel.
1: So this is something that I usually don't do. I don't usually, like, find three points, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Here's three points to take from this verse, but this is what happened while I was reading it. This is the only three things that stuck out to me. When we're disobedient, one... God removes blessings from our life. He'll never take away our salvation. But he will take away the blessing. He gave him the kingdom. He gave him kingship. And he said that he took it away and he gave it to David. We can't be used anymore if we're disobedient. Very good. Two, it separates us from God's leadership. He never seen Samuel again until Samuel died. He didn't see him until he was already dead. And three, it causes grief. It grieved Samuel, it grieved God, and it grieved Saul. These are the only three things that not doing what God says can
0: give to us. Being disobedient to his word. That's what disobedience does. Did he God. And Pastor, I don't mean to cut you off, but Pastor Nikki from Maryland uh, taught us something one time. He was living in Staten Island. He was doing Bible study at Pinnacle. We're always saying, um, be obedient and God will use you. Well, we never hear the flip side. Right. If you're disobedient, God won't use
1: you. 100%. Simple. Well, I had a, a blessed time with you, Vinny.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Uh, Thank, uh, thank you for being on the program.
0: It was my honor, and it was a pleasure being on, and I pray that these scriptures we apply to our life, that we be more obedient to God's word, also to our leadership, and that others watching, that they will do the same.
1: Amen. Well, God bless you guys for listening, and until next week, stay studying.
0: Thank you, and God bless you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to submit a question please leave a comment below or send a direct message to Bible Talk with Steve on Instagram, until next week, stay studied.